of this land, the indigenous people of Australia. Yeah, welcome to Vaju Billabong. Um, it's me, Tamura, and Reezy once again. Hey. Um, Got on. Um, yeah. yeah, so let's begin. Um, uh, let's talk about Brian Kern, my boy. Names, like he has, I think he has like five yellow names now. Like they found out he had like... Uh, so yeah, for anyone who possibly doesn't know... <laughs> He got outed. They, he also admitted it. I mean, he did like an article on um, Hong Kong Free Press. He was like, yeah, that's me. But now I'm the victim. <laughs> yeah, he reckoned he'd been doxxed by, by Natalie Wong. But I think he'd already been doxxed by someone else previously. So Yeah. Like there were people um, posting who Brian Kern and Kung Song Gong was like a year ago when the protests started. So, someone knew already. Um I mean, like, everyone was in on it, sort of, like, on the, um, how do I say, it? the pro-Hong Kong protester side. The... Yeah, he, he was also interviewed by an Australian podcast. She said that he was a writer and activist. There was at no point was there a declaration that it was a pseudonym, you know. So, yeah, that was a part of a What's bunch of What's the title of that episode? Oh, Hong Kong's Dirty Secret. Yeah, and he, he had that. Um, Fargo, that Minnesotan accent, yeah, that I can't do it. It sounds so weird when he speaks. It's like this. It's sort of nasally. Yeah, so, yeah. So apparently Max from Grey Zone uh, had to listen to all those different interviews, and he reckons he was analysing them, which was, it was pretty did it for three hours. It would have been so painful, but <laughs> yeah, he wanted to prove that they were same. So <laughs> yeah, just every Minnesotan sounds different. I don't know how that works. Um, uh, it, it's like a mix of a like, Canadian sort of American accent this guy has. Um, yeah, then and it's just more stuff getting deep dug out about this dude. Um, and, and the worst part of it is like the Western sort of side is actually defending him because he's they're trying to paint him as the victim who's being like doxxed, even though he <clears throat> he spent six years of his life pretending to be an Asian guy, like his yellow face. Yeah, but basically, so basically they defend this dude. And, like, this, this dude is unabashedly a huge liar. So there's this article, his first article he posted under his uh, pseudonym, Kong Tsung Gang, whatever, however you pronounce it. It's it's called The Time Is Now, Hong Kong's Occupy Central. This is from the 2014 protests, when the first, um, they had the whole umbrella protest movement. And to quote what he says, he basically pretends he's actually a Chinese Hong Kong migrant from the mainland. So he, he right. says stuff like, um, we were born in Hong Kong. We identify with Hong Kong. It is our place, our society, with a sense of ownership that older, older generations lacked. Yeah, he, he specifically makes that point that he is of a younger generation of, of, of Hong Kongers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah even, even for a second, putting race aside or nationality, um, he's in that article. He is strongly implying that he was born and raised there, you know, yeah, which is like not some true. Twenty-year-old kid, he's protesting. He's like a grassroots yeah. native activist. Yeah, and and he keeps going on. He's like almost every person, Hong Kong person or her parents or grandparents, came from here somewhere within the last century. The vast majority came from the mainland. These immigrants, which are our parents or grandparents, built the city we see before us every day. Like he's strongly implying he's like a mainland 
like <laughs> a migrant, you know, from a long time ago, you know, escaping from like the communist kind of feeling. Because he also says like, you know, we were seeking refuge from the poverty, chaos, terror, regime, regime inflicted famine, tyranny and persecution. <laughs> Instead of, yeah, Brian's from Minnesota, isn't he? And he went to Brown. <laughs> he did a PhD in literature. Um, Sorry, and we haven't even crossed this one yet, but um, and I don't think me and you are really into what about ism, <laughs> but yeah. we're gonna fucking go there. We're gonna fucking go there, and that Let's is if you're a Chinese person pretending to be an African American talking about the Black Lives Matter protests and talking in that sort of language and you got found out you can imagine how it would be you know like that's mental that would go um, mental yeah that'll be new york times like for next week two weeks just chinese spy infiltrates bom movement or something yeah just on that point like as i said to you before don't think he's like a cia agent himself like that's way yeah. too he's he's too dumb He's got too much baggage, you know, but he might actually fucking believe it himself. And that's why he's been able to embed himself with all those, those young Hong Kong uh, kids and students as he was, (laughs) he's convinced himself that he is that maybe. I don't know. That's yeah. I mean, this guy in terms of optics right now, even, even looking back before that doesn't look very good, especially um, um, like scoop.co.nz. Uh, even Seven China Morning Post, they they all posted about his um his wife who's over eighteen years younger than him. Oh, age gap relationship. Woo woo woo. The worst thing is he met met her in Norway when he was teaching in high school in Norway in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand and uh, no nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and five, and she graduated in two thousand and five high school, so he was a teacher there. And, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems kind of, you know, in Australia, that's a bit, I mean, wouldn't you say that would be like oh, national that's news? Abuse that's that's an abuse of power as a teacher or whatever, you know, and, and that's what I think is sus. <laughs> really, it's really difficult with uh, Hong Kong is like, who knows what these kids have been roped into by him because he probably is charismatic and, um, yeah. You know, inspiring maybe. I don't know. If you're a bunch of young kids and some dude from another country, because yeah. I don't know Americans are kind of cool. Not really yeah. him, yes, but some of them. Oh, he's you know. trying to do it, man. He's doing that like Hollywood that sort of Hitler youth haircut thing he has going on nowadays. I mean, remember that photo I showed on Twitter with his like dopey one with the fringe? It wasn't very cool back <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, but he's now he's now like you know hipster uncle, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, wow. This is like the funniest thing that has probably happened in China stuff lately. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and there's this like one other place where he's um, he went to another school, so he left that um, school in Norway, uh, and he joined a health school um, called Chinese International School in Hong Kong, and it, it's just that he writes this article about his time there uh, on the Bremer, um, which is like sort of like their school journal, and he's like. Oh, this school, um, you know, I've not been at a school where, you know, I've had such distant relationship with students. It's just like, are you, what kind of relationships are you looking for with students that you want them to be so close to you? I don't even know, man. This guy, <laughs> he just seems creepy. It's, I'm, I get real youth pastor vibes, you know. Oh, um, yes, 100%. Yes. We had one at my school. He would, he would use surfing to get you into Jesus, you know. 
<laughs> so he's like um, a human rights guy. He's like, have you guys heard about human rights? Yeah, um, what kind of schools, like, what, what are these schools doing? They have, like, these, um, I mean, it's good that kids are learning about, you know, oppression and struggle. But I've never seen a school that has a human rights program. So, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so is he going back to America now? I think he'll, if yeah. he's smart, he'll just fade off into the distance, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, that's Brian Kerr, Kern, um, Kunsungan. Um, I don't know. Anyway, he's from Minnesota, which is, it makes it even more more ironic in this regard. This is also like a massive media scandal. Um, so many uh, places have been publishing his stuff or using quotes from him. So they can either believe that they knew it was a pseudonym and they didn't tell us, <laughs> or they got hoodwinked um, and lied to. Yeah. So, it has to be one of those two. It can't be anything else, and they have to choose. And <laughs> you'll notice why no other media company has really discussing it outside of those two you listed just now. Um, it's not like BBC's retracting all that stuff because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he's been shown to be a fake. Like all the stuff he said has already been printed in the minds. It's already been used as evidence and the source of a source probably filtered through a hundred different news sources till you finally get to it on your Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's probably still being spread around Facebook now. Like, yeah. some stupid, you know, idiot auntie-uncle's like, oh, this Kunchung Gongo, he's so brave. You know, fuck. It's, it hurts my no, brain. I'm to the research to look, find out, oh, I wonder who this guy is, you know. And, and the rest of the media is making sure we're not talking about the scandal that it is. Yeah, like his uh, article about the struggle, you know, of his grandparents and stuff, the first one he did, it's still up there. And there's no, um, you know, edit to say that it's actually a white dude pretending to be an Asian kid. It is still up there. Yeah. There's nothing to say that. Yeah. So someone's probably reading it right now. It's like, wow, this kid's really brave. <laughs> and there's yeah. little they know. It's like a, it was written by a 48-year-old dude at the time. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So um, weird. And the stuff about he's saying he's being harassed and doxxed, all I saw most of the time was just people making fun of it and all these sort of jokes about, he, you know, he's, he's probably like some fucking mastermind who has like a thousand accounts on Twitter. Um, but then yeah. you look at the actual harassment of people. There's this like German girl called, called Davina Hayden. She's actually getting like harassed, cyberbullied, like intensely. They went no, and found her partner's workplace and literally tried to get him fired by like saying that his partner was this Asian guy wearing a Nazi suit doing a salute when in that dude's just nowhere doesn't even look anything like his partner what? like her partner yeah this is in germany yeah that's a huge offense all <laughs> oh, right holy shit yeah I, i'm like geez this is crazy and uh, the worst that? part is um leader hong also attacked her and she's the one that's been complaining about harassment well this this lady has had her granddad attacked and called out for being a nazi with no evidence except the fact that she's german and that's a huge thing to, to cost one out for in Germany, mate. Because you get arrested for, like, um, for Nazism <coughs> in that country. Absolutely. Yeah, can't be doing that. So, um, there was this guy who they somehow found her on Facebook. And basically, she shouldn't have... I mean, everyone does this by mistake. They found out her husband's, like, a doctor who does some science research in Germany. And they're trying to link that um, her husband uh, secretly... Uh, displays Nazi salutes and also is a communist, which is a contradiction in itself. Oh, uh, Nazi communists—they're the worst. Yeah, Nazbo's <laughs> husband. You know, she she just marries that one Chinese doctor who's a Nazi, Naz, Nazbo, 
and uh you know and that's why she's you know just speaking out the truth about you know what what she thinks when no this is just an average everyday german girl who um happened to you know live in china for a bit and she's just speaking out what she says it just sucks that she's getting attacked like this she's definitely one of those people who has just stumbled her way into china twitter and she probably hasn't even gone seeking an audience but she's uh, got one and talking about her experiences you know um, yeah and, and now unfortunately her experiences go counter to the narrative that the imperialists want to push on us, you know? And now she, uh, her husband has to make plans to uh, move move to China to, for safety because they're just getting, um, you know, all these emails sent to their employees to get them fired or arrested. Yeah, that's that's actual doxing harassment, you know? Um, unlike Lito, who just got countered by a bunch of um, people quoting her tweets about race mixing. But yeah. Yeah, that's... No, she was organising mass reporting. Like, if she didn't have that blue tick, she uh, she would have been uh, in violation of terms, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so Brian Kern, the, the type of harassment he's getting uh, for what he did, or if you even call it harassment, literally people making jokes about his multiple personality disorder. Yeah, that, that's that. Um, in terms of meltdowns, there's also that, um, what's his name? Uh, Sean Rain. Sean Rain. <laughs> Um, Sean Rain. So, Chow Collective made a. Uh, it was poorly worded. I think we can say that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I can't speak on that experience. It's about white people living in China, but this guy's just got way carried away. <laughs> yeah. He's taking it so so personally. It's got to be true, right? He's still going going on about it today. I think it's been two days, and yeah, he, he he's. Like honestly, that that tweet, I see why he could be offended because there's a lot of people who, um, uh, honestly, they're not they're not racist, not imperialists, and they've been sort of grouped into that. Yeah. But if if you followed Chow enough, like honestly, they don't mean it. Um, but yeah, I can certainly see why people get offended by it. Um, but Sean, he he got so offended that he started, um, you know. Actually, because he doesn't follow anyone, so he doesn't know who wh- what people are. He has zero. He follows zero people. No, but he, I, I'm understanding he was he had, you know, you go to a tweet and you find out who's faved it, and he was yeah. just refreshing that way, and he was going to report whoever fucking. <laughs> but he doesn't follow them back anyway. That's so it's sad. Like, yeah, no. So he's he follows no one. So that's only way he does it. He's just refreshing it. He's so he sat there for like a whole day refreshing it. Oh, just imagine so that good. his wife's like, "Hey, John, let's go for." Do you know, he's just like, no, I gotta, I gotta like count, you know, how many people. <laughs> dude, so good. Yeah, it's just, and this is, dude, and then he starts calling out because then he sees that um, diplomats, uh, Jolly Jen, you know, some of those high-ranking Chinese diplomats liked it as well. Yep, and actually added them. Yeah, and so you better, ret- um, you know, basically sort of like, you better like, you know, take that he back. Told him to un- yeah, unfavor. <laughs> yeah. That's mental. I wish I wish I had that, that sort of confidence and self-belief that I had the power to do that, you know. <laughs> he's a narcissist or something, but, um, you know, for some background, Sean Rain is a sort of a business consultant. And his main claim to fame is the fact, well, one is he, he went to Harvard, okay, and two... Um, he is married to the granddaughter of, um, yeah, 
um, Marshal Ye, who's like a, um, or Ye Jianying, he's like one of the 10 marshals of China, and one of the most powerful people in China <laughs> after the death of Mao. So, wow. yeah, and that family still is very much influential. They um, have various um, people, like um, Ye's sons went on to become mayors or governors themselves, or, you know, uh, people in the, in the committee. Uh, so they hold a lot of power. So what happens is people want to do business in China, say American company, they need to get access to Chinese state people for like a quick visa or something. They'll pay yes. 50 grand to call Sean and Sean link them up with someone in his family. That's like his whole business thing. Right. So I'm guessing he's like, he literally like went and called someone in his family to try to get like one of the diplomats fired. That's I, I don't know if he did that, but that's what he sounded like because... There's a Chinese trope about this guy called My Dad's Lee Gang. Yeah. And it basically, um, I don't know if you can play it on this podcast, but it's this hilarious video. It's actually not a hilarious story, though. So this rich kid in China ran over two people. And when the police tried to like arrest him, he's like, dude, my dad's Lee Gang. Do you know who the fuck my dad's is, bro? Basically, but in Chinese. Yeah. And it became a meme. So basically, like people who are connected to like sort of high-ranking officials in China, will like make up like you know you know my daddy's bro. I'll, get, I'll yeah. tell you like my dad, <laughs> he works at Nintendo. He'll get you banned. That's basically what he did. The Chinese version of that. And, yeah, we have we have that trope all over the world, don't we? <laughs> so this one's a bit more serious. Yeah. Anyway, it's basically he just did a major Karen. Then he went and attacked um, Natalie, no, Naomi Wu, and said uh, she's a horrible person who supports racism. Yeah. <laughs> he had to delete that tweet um, because Naomi, uh, she's a she's a good operator on Twitter. She knows how to. Yeah, she's cool as. She is, yeah. But actually, the, the funniest thing is, is we probably should have put this at the beginning of the conversation, is that he's quite pro-China. You know, like, it's not like he was a weird one of the other weird expats we were talking before, talking about before, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's so funny, but then it shows that the like Chow Collective, they're talking a lot of things out there that are, oh, they feel like they're rustling feathers, I guess. But <laughs> um, he's also pro-US. Like, he, he believes that both countries can coexist. He's like a sort of like yeah. a, a super centrist kind of dude. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's born in America, but he's uh, mum's... Chinese and his dad's Jewish. Yeah. And yeah, well, I guess people like him in the business community will be good long term to like make sure that these two countries don't go to bloody war with each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know but he's I mean? so sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Just never seen anyone go on such a meltdown. Um, and he was still oh, yeah. doing it today, wasn't he? Um, yeah, well, in Australia, we've also had the friendly Geordies uh, meltdown, which has been going for a full <laughs> week as well. So uh, um, it's hard to explain what friendly Geordies is. He's like, um, he's, what's, what's he's sort of, like, of a Michael? Tra- someone to compare him to a Michael Tracy. So yes, uh, but he's better looking than Michael Tracy. I mean, ah, uh, can't stand him. <laughs> um, yeah, he's yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's enough. That's too Australian. This story. It's too. Yeah, no, we won't talk about that. I'll edit yeah. most of this out. <laughs> But yeah, um, uh, it's it, it Sean Rain's thing was just a little hissy fit. He'll, he'll get over it. He's rich. He can just get make some phone calls, get some more money back. 
Um, oh, it's, it's just yeah. it's just been great for us to watch, and it's made good content for a podcast. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, people should people should keep melting down. It's good. Yeah, well, there's always someone uh, going crazy. Everyone, lots of big egos. So every once a week, there's always something happening. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the meltdowns. The best ones are those that when they just keep going, when everyone's already ignored them and they just keep tweeting. That, yeah. that's that. Those are the top, top tier ones, and and they they just sort of escalate, escalate it, and escalate it, and try to keep going higher, higher. And if only if only she had like Twitter and he liked that post, and I wonder what he would have said. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. He's like, yeah, she, he you're racist. Yeah. He totally needs a Twitter. Everyone else does. Yeah. Does he uh, speak English very well? Uh, I'm not sure, man. Like Chinese leaders in the history of speaking English. I don't know if you've seen that Jiang Zemin, those Jiang Zemin memes. <laughs> you know, too young, too naive. Okay. Uh, there's quite a lot of memes. You look up to them, man, the Jiang Zemin memes. And um, yeah, yeah I, I wish... Yeah, if he had a Twitter, he'd probably just post like really, really boring stuff. Like, oh, of course. It, 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 and I don't know if he has interns, but you know, some poor bastard be <laughs> writing them out for him and yeah. go through a panel. And stuff like, nothing shall separate all of China, Taiwan is China. And the thing is, he'll actually get like, you know, a billion retweets from like older um, MLs. Yeah, They're like, oh, yeah, he's doing yeah. it, man. <laughs> That would no, be so lit if he was like tweeting and, and like Donald Trump replied to him. How mental would that be? Yeah, it's dude, that would be sick. Twitter. And Kim Jong Un, <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick as well. If he had a Twitter, <laughs> dude, he, he just like posts like tweets like I don't know what Kim Jong Un would actually tweet about, like and the NBA. That'd be hilarious. You know, Kim's got a PC with this massive amount of. He's got a folder with all these memes in it, and he's just like <laughs> he, he has like old. He has an old account. Um, a couple of them on Twitter where he's just like posted the funniest shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's like a sports guy, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's huge with Beat Meeple, remember? He had like Dennis Rodman go over and. Um, That's right. Yeah, so he's probably just like tweeting NBA gifts. Hmm? Yeah. You don't even know. We, we, we might have seen him, like, or he could just be like another tanky. Oh, that would be sad. Like his Gucci gang. Nah. If 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 he was like if this is such a stupid thing to talk about, but like if if Kim was on Twitter and he was like defending his policies and stuff through a, <laughs> a pseudonym, <laughs> that would be so fucking lame. As we fucking previously discussed for the other half of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny though, because he he can literally just like organize a whole, whole army battalion and be like, you guys better all keep retweeting my stuff as soon as I tweet it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so he, he would just destroy everyone. Like he would the ratio fan, anyone. Yeah. You know, he would just mobilize the entire like army and just destroy you in any argument. You could you could say the dumbest argument and you'll be like, damn, he's wrecked me. I got ratioed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's oh, actually probably true of anyone. Um, yeah, but um, what, what was the um, article that you uh, showed me the other day with uh, the Kiribati? Uh, uh, there's an island chain, or I think there's three of them, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, called Kiribati, and uh, 
a Chinese official was recently there. And in that country, they have uh, like a ceremony where a bunch of people get down and they're so hospitable. They lie down on the ground and they let their guests, you know, walk over their backs. Welcome to the party, I guess. Yeah. There were quite a few Islanders defending what uh, the Chinese ambassador did, though. They're like, dude, this is what we do. (laughs) Yeah, so there was an article, and the article was quite sensational. And within the article, there was a quote from a freelance journalist in Kiribati, so God knows who they were, saying that they found it a bit bit uncomfortable, which, you know, I'm sure there's some people who live there that were also weirded out by it. Um, I can't, we can't really comment on that because it's not our bloody culture. But um, the way it was clearly sensationalised uh, in, in the ABC article and the reactions on Twitter, of course. And the, and the headlines and the way it was sort of formatted on how they, like, like Chinese people stepping on the backs of, like, small animations. Yeah. 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 But as you said, um, I think I cut you off, um, there was a number of Pacifica accounts that were uh, saying, you know, yeah, that's... That's how we do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in the article, what's that local MP guy, Mr. So I'm going to butcher it, Tai Kayara. Right. And he says this is just a way, you know, to show respect and love to a visitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, but um, I feel it's like a lot of Westerners can't comprehend um, a culture that's so open and, and yeah. welcoming. <laughs> um, uh, it's so. pretty funny, though. There was like this guy, radical centrist, John Scottis. He's like a, a member of the Radical Center. He's like, even if it's a tradition still widely practiced, something which seems doubtful, I cannot imagine a decent person willing to do this. So it's like, if you're offered to do this, and if you, if you say no, that could be potentially like, you know, very, very yeah. disrespectful. And this, this, this random dude from America, nothing related to Kiribati, is like trying to feel offended on behalf of people that I know about. But it's just, uh, we're going to see a lot more of this, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, mate. I don't know if the Belt and Road is going through Fiji, maybe. One of those countries. Could be part of the plan. I mean, there are people... Um, like, there were other comments. Like, people's like, goodbye to your trees and fishes. And there's a lot of comments. It's very xenophobic. Um, yeah. In regards to this article. You know, as if, as if the West has been any better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Australia only cares about now when they um, basically just left it on the back burner for the, for the Pacific. They really didn't care until China stepped in and tried to actually invest properly.
千年。